This is Sports Jam. I'm Doug Doyle. My guest was one of the first women fighters to be inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame. Her story was documented in the popular Netflix sports doc series, Untold. Her story was titled, Deal with the Devil. I might get beaten and I might get knocked down. But you cannot kill me. Christy Martin. Christy Martin put women boxing on the mat. The first women's bout shown on pay-per-view. I was on top of the world, but my private life was the opposite. You're about to meet a husband and a wife team you won't forget. I said, Christy, I'm gonna make you the best woman fire in the world. Jim was a master manipulator. I got you on candid camera when you come in. He just wanted to show me he was the boss. He said, if you leave, I'll kill you. I said, do what you have to do. They believe he is armed and dangerous. This was my revenge. Some way I had to save me. Boxing was my survival. Now Christy Martin's amazing story in and outside the boxing ring is being told by the champion herself. Christy's book is Fighting for Survival. My journey through boxing fame, abuse, Murder and Resurrection. Christy Martin, what a pleasure to have you on Sports Jam. Thank you. It's great to be here with you this morning. And are you joining us from Austin? I am in Austin. Your book is really a great read, Christy, full of emotion, personal stories that could be used as a guide, I think, for others in so many ways when it comes to how one struggles to deal with talking about sexual abuse at a young age, domestic abuse, being gay. Did you write this with hopes that it would help others? I know you have your own charitable foundation. We'll talk about a little later, but these traumatic events in your life, is this book a help book? Absolutely. I hope so. I think that, um, you know, Ron Borges is a great writer. He's also, people in the boxing world remember him, especially back in the 80s and 90s, writing great boxing uh, stories for the Boston paper. But we were able just to connect and it was easy for me to open up and, and just to talk to, to uh, explain my feelings. And then he put them on paper. So I, I think the book will be very helpful to people that in, in lots of categories, you know, it's first and foremost, I think it's the underdog story. It's, it's me, small town, Southern West Virginia, coal miner's daughter, making it to the top of the boxing world, which is no one had ever, no female had ever done before. So it's that it's the sexual abuse at a young age, it's um, being gay. And then the domestic violence in um, the domestic violence is something that I I think so many people want to think about bruises and beating you up and all that for domestic violence, but it's so much more than that. It's, it's the mental and emotional beat down. And, and that's what I dealt with really on a, on a daily basis. Before we get into some specifics, you mentioned in the book, that some people just don't understand how those who go through this type of abuse don't talk about it, don't reach out for help. And you say specifically, once you read this book, you'll understand more why this happens. And so Fighting for Survival really reveals how you battled back to life from a near-death experience. We'll talk about that. How you overcame abuse, violence, addiction, and 40 years of living in the closet. You turned pain, though, into victory in the ring, didn't you? I think so. Sometimes I really wonder what fueled my fire so much. Um, 
because I was an angry fighter. If you look back at my fights, you know, I was angry. I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to knock you out. I wanted to cause pain, um, which that may not, that, that's a little strange for some people <laughs> um, to understand. But I, I think so much of that, I had so much anger built up inside of me that that's where I could release it. And it was okay to release it in the boxing ring. Actually, it even got praise and attention for releasing that anger in the boxing ring. One thing which sets Christy Martin apart from many of her competitors is her ability to throw a real left hook. And she follows up a left hook with a right cross there to knock Hall onto her butt. Four, five, six, Sabrina seven, Hall with a look on her face that eight. seems to say, I'm not sure I've been hit like that before. And Kenny Bayless has seen it up. First round KO for the coal miner's daughter. I want to talk about a sign that you saw in Lowry's shoe and sporting goods store that changed your life and brought you to a sport that you had no idea that you would ever become a world champion and a hall of famer in the sport of boxing. Can you tell us that story? It's really crazy. Um, Bob Lowry was a good friend of mine and he owned a little, um, he owned a little actually shoe repair store, which we don't even have anymore these days. So he would, you know, put soles on shoes and things. He always helped promote this tough man contest. And so I would tell him every year, you know, Mr. Lowry, when are you going to have women? Why did I think that? Why did I even, why that thought was even in my mind? I have no idea. No idea. But finally, one year, he put the sign up and they were going to have a women's division. And I was right there on top of it, ready to, you know, first one to sign up, I'm sure. And, and just wanted to, to go out there and fight. Again, why? I don't know. Other than the fact that even then I had so much, I had so much anger and so much, um, I felt non-acceptance, I guess, like, which causes anger. I want to, I just had a lot of energy built up inside of me. Add that to the word aggressive, which we see so many times in this book, because that's been your style since the days you were playing really good basketball as a youngster and your dad working with you and stealing and you were a terrific athlete. So this wasn't just like, Oh, you just started the box. You were good at a lot of sports, especially basketball. But I thought it was interesting that you mentioned you kind of patterned yourself a little bit after Dennis Rodman, the great NBA hall of famer, his defensive and rebounding skills, one of the best of all time. I just had his daughter Trinity, who's now a soccer star, here on Sports Jam a couple of weeks ago. So when I read that, you know, that you had this, you know, that my style's a little bit like Dennis Rodman's, it hit me. Well, my style when I was in high school was as soon as I walked in the gym, I thought I was in my range. So I would take a shot from anywhere. But that's high school, you know, and I was playing at a small high school in West Virginia. Once I went to college, I realized that the, the only way I was going to really get to play and, and uh, be part of the team was to adopt that uh, Dennis Rodman style of hustle and, and, and smart, you know, Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman's very smart. He understood the game of basketball and he understood how to position himself to get rebounds. And, and I had good anticipation skills. Uh, I, you know, I just seemed like I could always tell where a pass was going to go. So I would, lots of times I was that middle Rover in a press situation and, and believe it or not, I'm short. I'm five, four on my good days. I still got a lot of rebounds. I averaged like six rebounds a game. That's pretty good. 
Yeah, you had tremendous stats. Yeah, in in high school, I averaged because I took every shot that was was <laughs> presented to me. I, I averaged like thirty points a game. So yeah, yeah, but I shot a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, there have been so many triumphs for you, but this book doesn't talk just about the triumphs. It certainly talks more about these traumatic events and your ex-husband Jim Martin. Those who saw the Netflix doc "Deal with the Devil." were probably extremely shocked at what happened. Do you want to talk about the day that you nearly lost your life? Well, that, that day, um, this is the sad part of that day is I knew that day was coming for almost 20 years because he had told me before I married him, which kind of tells you a little bit about my mindset. Before I married him, he said, if ever you leave me, I'll kill you. Of course, I'm 22, 23 years old at that time and kind of laughed it off and, and really didn't take it that seriously. But he continued for the next 20 years just to tell me that if ever you leave me, I'll kill you. And then it got to the point where he would tell other people, oh, yeah, if she leaves me, I'll kill her somewhere. And I'm still trying to find out, you know, in my mind, I still replay the, the, the times The I knew this wasn't a joke anymore. You know, from the beginning, I just laughed it off. But somewhere I, I realized this is how it's going to end. So that day, November 23rd, 2010, I knew that was going to be the end. I had accepted that and really was okay with it. I was ready to die, live through or die. Whatever he had to offer, I, would, I was good with. The good thing for me, after being stabbed several times, cut up, and, and then it, during the time he was pistol whipping me, something changed, you know, the switch flip. And, and I told him, you cannot kill me. And I believed it wholeheartedly. I, I don't know what he could have done to kill me. Thank God, you know. And he and shot after, you in the chest. Being, he tried. He thought he'd kill me. But God has a plan for me. And that plan has turned around in so many ways that you are helping others, not just through this book, but through your foundation for domestic violence uh, uh, survivors. And you make it clear in the book, hey, yeah, a lot of people are going to look at me as a victim. I'm not a victim. I'm a survivor. Talk about that. Well, I'm going to tell you the, the best, the, when that hit home for me, I was, I was substitute teaching in advanced high school in, uh, in Charlotte. And the principal called me and asked me, would I sit down with a student that was doing her senior exit project on domestic violence? I said, sure, absolutely. I sat down across the table from her, just the two of us in a room. And she said, can you talk to me about how being a victim of domestic violence has changed your life? And I sat back in my chair. I mean, I literally kind of slumped back in my chair and thought about that for just a minute and told her, Honey, I'm not a victim. I'm a survivor. And that's that was like it was a very telling moment for me. Like I am a survivor. And I'm very fortunate to be a survivor, but I have to make those other make it known to other people in the situation that they're survivors too. And victims, victim to me, those are the ones that didn't make it out alive. But it's also the victims are the ones that can't make it out mentally and emotionally. You know, they want, they still feel like a victim. I'm not going to be a victim of Jim Martin for the rest of my life. When you think of your ex-husband, what's the first thing other than 
the incident where he tried to take your life. He did help your promote your career as and more as a trainer than anything. Is there anything positive you can think about this man? Well, he did give me good boxing skills. He gave me really solid, basic boxing skills. I think that's pretty much the only positive that I can take away from it. Because of those skills, I I had uh, great opportunities. You know, I I saw lots of the world on somebody else's dime and, and, and met a lot of terrific people through boxing, but it was always, it was always about him, you know, no matter what happened, no matter how, how big a pat I got on the back, I only was getting that pat on the back because of what he had done. It was never about what I had done. What you did was amazing in the boxing ring and throughout your career. In fact, people may still have this issue of Sports Illustrated. April 15, 1996, the lady is a champ. Boxing's new sensation, Christy Martin. What do you think about the first time you saw that cover? What went into your mind? Unbelievable, because again, I'm from a town of like, now there's probably only 500 people. Maybe there was 1,500 when I was growing up. To be on the cover of Sports Illustrated, it's it's like a, uh, it's almost like, you know, you go to the circus or the carnival and you can get your picture on any magazine cover you want. It's, it kind of makes me feel like that. And people have asked me before, especially at the Boxing Hall of Fame, people have the magazine. Don't you, don't you ever get tired? Don't you get tired of seeing this? I'm like, absolutely not. Are you kidding me? How can anybody get tired of seeing their own picture on the cover of Sports Illustrated? And, and especially back then, I mean, it, it really meant a lot to be on the cover of any magazine, but Sports Illustrated, that was, that was really awesome. How many times are there champions of the same sport that end up being married? But for you, that is the case. Talk about your relationship. You got married to Lisa Holywine in 2017, and she was your opponent at one time in your life. And, and a retired boxing champion as well. Do you ever jab each other, you know, verbally about about when you were in the ring together? I try to, at all costs, avoid conversations about that night. Um, because, you know, I, I, I was fortunate enough to win. So there's still some, there's still a little bit of hard feelings about the fight. So, yeah, that, that's one of those topics. And, and, of course, when we're around boxing people, never fail. Somebody wants to bring up the fight. And, and I'm like, oh, I think I need to go to the restroom right now. <laughs> like, it, it usually leads to, um, yeah, some words. <laughs> Not always nice. I can imagine just how liberating this whole marriage has been for you to have someone who believes in you, has gone through the same sport as you, to know all that side of you but so much more. She um, is the, Lisa is the first person that I've been in a relationship with that really encourages me like, to encourages me to be me, but encourages me like with this promotion, it's really hard to be a boxing promoter. And, and there are many days that I want to, I want to quit. I want, I've done all I can do. I can't, you know, I can't get over this hump. And, and she just, I won't say she won't let me quit, but she encourages me not to quit. If I wanted to quit today, I'm, she, that would be okay with her. But she encourages me with that. She encourages me. We do a lot of speaking events with uh, Chrissy's Champs, with all the domestic violence centers, jails, schools, any place that people let me talk about domestic violence just to bring more awareness, I'm up for. 
And she just encourages me to, to do all that. All, all the reasons God left me here, she's behind. Speaking and she of, doesn't hate Christy Martin. Um, just some days when we talk about the fight, she, she doesn't like Christy Martin. But, um, you know, that's a whole different person, really, than who I really am. Uh, when people talk in third person about their self as, a, as, as an athlete, sometimes it, it even rubs me the wrong way. I did it in the Netflix documentary and I was like, oh, my God, that sounds terrible. But really, that was a different person. That was that was not who I really am. I really am a shy person and quiet and, and don't say a lot. But when you put me in that boxing world, I'm, I'm ready to, you know, the press conference talks and all that, you know, trash talking. I enjoyed that as well. Lisa knows you as Christy Salters more than than Christy Martin. When you talk about promoting a boxing match, you learn from legendary boxing promoter Don King, who was with you for several years and does the forward in your book. And you can tell the respect that he has not only for you as a boxer and as an athlete, but more about your passion, your never say die commitment to how you approach life and your courage. It's a tremendous tribute to you in the beginning of this book, Fighting for Survival. I actually worked with DK last year in January. He did a show in South Florida. And so I ran the show for him. And then this year, January, not only did my fighter that I signed with him win uh, an NABA title, Cruiserweight champion, Johnny Langston, I ran the show as well. So I've, I've, I started to work with DK on a different level. I actually just spoke with him yesterday and it's fun because some, you know, sometimes we get into that little, you know, how he likes to do the press conference talking and bullshit and all that stuff. So we have those little conversations and he laughs and it makes, it makes me proud that he's still standing behind me, beside me. I get to stand with him. Don King's always been a controversial figure. What do you like about him? I think he's, I do think he's the greatest boxing promoter of all time. He got it. What I like about him is DK wants to be with the people. You know, now everything's done on social media. People don't even know, probably don't even know what Tom Brown looks like. And he does all the big shows for Al Heyman. Uh, of course, they know Floyd and, and Oscar, but they don't really know the people that are behind the scenes. DK wanted to be out there with the people. He wanted to shake hands, take pictures. He wanted to be part of it. And that's why I think so many people love him or hate him. They still flock to his shows. You kind of have a, I don't know if it would be a spiritual connection, but some sort of connection with Sugar Ray Leonard and his story, right? I think um, Sugar Ray Leonard was, you know, that's a tough one because he was sexually abused early and then late he had his own addiction problems. So we, um, we have some things in common for sure. You know, you'll have to read about the traumatic events that happened to Christy Martin, Christy Salters, during her, uh, her early time as a young child. And I know that you, that had to be so difficult to write about, but you're so open in this. And, and I think because you're open and the fact that you're helping others, that will accomplish your goal of getting people to talk more about some things they've kept hidden. That word is used a lot in fighting for survival too, hidden. Um, and in a cage. It's interesting that it was in a boxing ring or a cage in some ways that you were able to rise above all the things that have happened to you to have this unbelievable career. It is. It's like 
in so, so many ways, I was a caged animal, uh, whether it be hiding, you know, you're hiding, so you're kind of caged um, with the sexuality, with the domestic violence. But then it was like, you let me out of that cage into this other one. But in, in, in the boxing ring, it was okay to be aggressive. It was okay to be angry. It was okay to um, to want to knock people out, even though, you know, maybe I, that maybe that's the person I really wanted to be on the outside of the ring. Um, but it was okay and acceptable to be that way inside the ring. Fighting out of the red corner, wearing pink trunks with white trim, fighting out of Orlando, Florida, by way of Mullins, West Virginia. She weighed in at the lightweight limit of 135 pounds even, with a record of 34 wins, two losses, and two draws. She has 25 wins coming by way of knockout. Ladies and gentlemen, recognized as the women's pound-for-pound champion, introducing the coal miner's daughter, Christy Martin. When there's lists of greatest in, in various sports, Sometimes the people who led the way and the people who shoulders everybody else, you know, sometimes they get forgotten about. Uh, I'll see lists, and, and Jim Brown might not be in the top three of the greatest football players of all time. He was on Sports Jam, by the way. To me, he's the greatest football player that ever lived. And, and then you'll hear about other people who surpassed his record. For you, Sporting News came out and, and called you one of the top 10 greatest female boxers of all time. But we wouldn't have the boxers that we have today if it wasn't for Christy Martin. I don't think during the time or even close to the end of my career, I realized the impact that I had on the boxing world and women's boxing specifically. But as time, you know, you get further away from the end, from your career. I, yeah. Yeah. Without the Gogarty Martin fight on that Don King promotion, on the Tyson undercard, on Showtime, I mean, all of us really made the path for Taylor Serrano to be fighting in Madison Square Garden in a couple of weeks. I, um, I might have cheated on a lot of things in my life, but I never cheated on boxing. I always gave it everything I had. And the crowd here at the MGM Grand appreciated the efforts of both Christy Martin and Deidre Gogarty, both showing absolutely brilliant heart. Would that be the match you think of most, or is there one that you recall in your mind that <laughs> I just I just did my thing and I I dominated? You know, I think it always comes back to the Gogarty fight. Um, I, I I was excited to fight Kathy Collins in the Garden because it's the Garden. That was my second time to fight there, but Kathy was from Long Island, so it was kind of it was home for her, and she was a very good fighter. So that was that was one that that I'm proud of that victory, proud of that opportunity. I'm excited all the all those things, but it, it does it all comes back to the Gogarty fight because that's the one that really made my career, like I said, and 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 really opened up so many eyes to hey, these women can fight. Don't forget these are two minute rounds and the two uh, women wailing away, picking up where they left off. Here comes Martin turning it up. Oh, down goes Gogarty. Tell you what, Four, Christy got hit with a good left hook five, and encountered it with a right six, hand, got hit with the same left hook, seven, the second right hand, eight, but Gogarty on the canvas. A flash knockdown as Gogarty checks with trainer Bo Williford to the corner. Oh, yeah. Christy Martin could fight, and she can also promote. And when we think about the fact that women's sports continue to grow in popularity, 
somewhat of an even playing field in some sports other than others when it comes to pay now we're seeing increases in pay in all women's sports you have to be excited about that because you're a pioneer you're much like a billy jean king in tennis and when you think about it, that's powerful isn't it <laughs> it is i'm not sure that um you know i'm not sure i deserve that much uh credit but i deserve some credit and um and then that these women now, I mean, Serena and Taylor, I think both guaranteed a million dollars. That's awesome. Good, good for them. I, I, I think it hurts women's boxing in some way because now all the women are going to think they deserve big paydays. And, and what it all comes down to uh, on a pay scale for male or female fighters, it's about who, who sells tickets, who puts butts in the seats, who makes people buy pay-per-views. And so hopefully this fight will be that Martin Gogarty fight and and um and really just elevate women's boxing to that to that next level and and in pay and viewers in fans everything so in this book fighting for survival christy martin that we're talking about here is there a section that means the most to you because there are so many personal stories but when you talk about your childhood you talk about your relationship with your mom and dad those were especially interesting to me because they shaped you and there were good and there were difficult times with them. I think, you know, I, I just think that Ron did a great job with the entire book. And, and like, this could be the, my favorite part about the boxing world. And then this is, this is the most, it might not be the prettiest part, but it's the most uh, touching. It's the most, I can feel it part. So I, I think the book is, um, I think it's a great book. I think, I just wanted to touch people. I just wanted to give people that if she can do it, I can do it. And, and that can be turned into coming out. Uh, that can be uh, a sport, a job, whatever it is. If, if that person can do this and, and cross these hurdles, why, why is she special? If she can do it, I can do it. And that's what I hope people take away. When you hear Loretta Lynn sing A Coal Miner's Daughter, obviously that, that has to be your favorite song, doesn't it? Let me tell you, um, yesterday was Loretta Lynn's 90th birthday, by the way. Uh, I got to meet her. And, and, um, and I'm not one of those, like, I've met a lot of really famous people. I don't get, like, crazy starstruck. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, so, so that was really cool. But when, when they took me into Loretta Lynn's performance in Biloxi, Mississippi, and they put me front row, center seat, right in front of her, I started crying. And I don't even cry. I, I don't even cry. I, I, I don't, because I, I don't want people to see my emotions. And I was just so like overwhelmed. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't stop it. I couldn't control it. But she's somebody that doesn't, she probably doesn't even get what she does for other people. Like the whole coal miner's daughter thing. And then afterwards I got to go on her bus and she talked to me about my dad and the coal mines and it was cool. It was There's really cool. a sign in Moans that refers to Christy Martin. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, and that's a funny story because Lisa, she likes to tell people, you're not going to believe this. So going into Christy's town, there's a sign on the welcome to Mullins. Um, and then it has different little signs. And one of them says home of Christy Salters Martin. And um, 
you know, world champion and all that stuff. So it's really cool. The whole town. And that, that's something else that Jim had convinced me that my whole little town hated me. And now I, I see it's so much different. Um, it, it makes me angry because I would love to have been able to feel that love during my career when things were so popular and, and, and the career was going so, you know, positive, everything was positive, but Jim would always, when I felt good about myself, he would always find some way to bring me down. Jim Martin did not get the best of you, Christy, because you have survived more importantly than this wonderful boxing career. As we wrap up this edition of sports jam, uh, I want to congratulate you on all you're doing in helping others because this is such a serious matter that so many people will relate to fighting for survival. You either know someone or someone in your family has been a victim of something, but more importantly now can be a survivor, thanks Absolutely. to Christy Salters Martin. Those who want to get involved with Christy's Champs or learn more about it, where can they go? Christy's Champs, the information is on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I think there's more information on Facebook. And then also at Christy's Champs, we do a Zoom um, group every second and fourth Tuesday of the month uh, that, that people can come on. And it is secure. You, you know, the link just isn't out there to everybody. You have to uh, email us and we'll send you back a link um, just to talk. And sometimes just telling people about what's going on. Uh, sometimes when you're talking you and you hear yourself, then that's when you really realize that I need help. The Hall of Fame ceremony is coming up. What does that mean to you? The Hall of Fame ceremony, I'm excited. Um, of course, actually, I'm going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame on my birthday, June 12th. So that'll be cool. You know, I was inducted in the 2020 class. And because of COVID, we haven't been able to have a ceremony. In 2020, my baby brother would have been here with me to, to, to share this, this great honor. And I, um, I lost him in November uh, of 2020. So, you know, that, that's sad for me. Very sad. Uh, but, uh, but I'm excited and he would be excited for me. And I, I'm sure he would, he'll be smiling down on, on, on me up there in June. How did COVID impact you? COVID was tough because I tried to continue boxing promotions to show people that I could do it even during the, the COVID time. So we did fights with no audience. We did fights with restricted audience. Um, it's been tough. It's been tough. And then, um, you know, so many states still have COVID, you have to pass tests and all that leading up to the fight and, and it's pain. It's a pain and it's hard. It's, it's expensive. So you will want to spend some time because it is worth your time to read fighting for survival. My journey through boxing, fame, abuse, murder, and resurrection by Christy Martin with Ron Borges. Thanks for joining us on sports jam. Thank you. Sports Jam is a WBGO Studios production. You can hear all the past shows at WBGO.org slash Sports Jam. Or find Sports Jam with Doug Doyle on the NPR list of podcasts or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. We congratulate Christy Martin as she officially enters the International Boxing Hall of Fame. Until our next Sports Jam session, I'll see you at the game.